For too many years, we've been told to show the horse who's boss, use gadgets, and ride two and three year olds. We're expected to follow fashionable trends, like riding behind the vertical or with your horse's nose on the ground, and put our short-term performance goals before the long-term health of our horse. This sounds crazy to me, because we're forgetting all about the horse. In this show, you'll learn why groundwork, lateral movements, liberty work, and pole work are so important in your training program. Plus, how to build lightness and softness in the saddle by recognizing the try and building confidence in both horse and rider. We know that horses are only physically mature at five and a half years of age at the earliest. We believe that collection is not a head position. We know that older horses are not disposable. Walking 100 miles on foot is amazing to build that connection together and that bitless bridles, California hackamores, bosal and macates can be really useful. We never place competition goals above our horse's health and we know that self-carriage means that the horse does it by himself. We take as long as it takes and we understand the importance of working slowly with the horse to build connection, trust and partnership together and we aim to always put the horse's mental, physical and emotional needs first. So I promise to share all my horsemanship strategies with you. Sounds good? I'm your host, Elaine Heaney, creator of the Listening to the Horse documentary. Let's get the show started. Hello folks, it is a beautiful, insanely beautiful September's day here. We're just getting some glorious weather and I was busy this morning just catching up on a couple of things because I was up in Dublin yesterday, but finally got everything done, had lunch and the weather was so good, I was like, I have to get out and do the horses. So decided um, to grab Ozzy's gear and um, as I was going out, I noticed that the cattle had been moved out of one of the fields that we tend to ride in. And so that was perfect. So I was able to go out and about. So through the gear on Ozzy, he was like, oh, cool. Where are we going? <laughs> he just loves going. He's a real kind of just trail. He, like at the beginning, honestly, you couldn't trail ride because one of you was going to get killed. It was an absolute nightmare. But anyway, we've got over that through the years. And he is just like a little Christopher Columbus. His ears prick up and he's like, oh, cool, where are we going? And he's looking to see what's out there and just really happy and just loves going out and about. And really confident now on his own, actually. Matilda, probably still a little bit clingy to Ozzy, but Ozzy's just turned into like cool where are we going doesn't matter if there's no one with us let's just go and have fun so uh, so it was great so got all the tack um tacked up ozzy got up and went off for <clears throat> for a wander and actually in the grass the grass currently is like it's it's autumn but that uh, the fields that we were just in this afternoon they're still kind of they're not really long but they're long enough that you can have tracks through them if like a quad or a tractor is going through them so um, we started off by just following a couple of tracks through the fields and they were what i want to share today actually is nine things that you can do on a trail ride so a couple of the things we were doing first of all we were walking along these paths just magic it was just really really nice out there and um, these paths were actually perfect for transitions so what i would do is we're walking along all cool as custard happy out and um just look ahead and you know there'd be something really you know beautiful in the distance really nice view and just think oh that's magic and just say okay ozzy let's go raise my energy a little bit and we just changed into this beautiful trot transition across the field just like kind of something out of a movie it was just, it felt like magic and Ozzy was just cool where are we going he was just all happy and and chilled and relaxed to go and then when I wanted him to to go from trot to walk again again I always tried like my reins are kind of last resort kind of territory so I tried to use my body a lot um initially so I just breathed it out and I just relaxed and did a sitting trot 
And Ozzy's like, oh, okay, she's done. Just back to walk again. Um, so that was really nice. So definitely, because um, I know sometimes when you're in the arena and you're like, oh, I want to improve my transitions and it becomes a bit of a slog, but so much easier to do them when you're out and about because doing simple things like looking when you're, where you're going is much easier when you're out in the countryside and there's interesting things to look at. Do you know what I mean? And, um, and just simple things like instead of asking your horse to stop by pulling on the reins, just use your body, use your posture, use your breath. Relax, breathe out, go back to a sitting trot, and your horse will probably just follow your energy. So then we were walking around um, another part of the field, and the cattle were actually next door. And Ozzy is—he's no fear of cattle. He's—he—he's he, um, very comfortable with them. He would actually love to chase them. It's kind of one of his hobbies. Once, um, I think a bullock jumped into his paddock um, by accident. And Ozzy looked at him, he, he was like, no way, boyo. And Ozzy just tore after him, galloped after this poor bullock until he had to jump out over the wire, back out of the paddock again. <laughs> Ozzy was having none of it. So we were walking around and we were, the cattle were at the other side of the fence and Ozzy was like, oh, cool, cattle. So again, confident, very happy, but interested. And so we were walking along and he had a bend in his neck looking at the cattle who were like outside next door. And the rest of his body was kind of straight. And I was thinking, you know, He's not far off a shoulder out. And if this had been a horse that maybe had never done shoulder out before, it was just the perfect setup to ask any horse to do shoulder out because he was already kind of thinking and the, his body was kind of nearly heading in that direction. So I just asked him as he was looking out towards the cattle next door, just to add a little bit of bend through his body as well. And we did this glorious shoulder out down by the fence line next door to the cattle. It was just, it was so cool. So that is the second thing you can do. You can practice your shoulder out, find something that your horse is like looking at and interesting, and then just use that because the horse has got you 50% of the way there. Use that and then you can develop it into shoulder out. So then we left the cattle and we were moving along towards the pond. And now the pond is one of Ozzy's favorite places to go because he likes going for a paddle. It's really easy to walk into. It's all kind of flat. So you kind of walk on the grass and there's a bit of mud and then you can go for a bit of a paddle. And also sometimes when you're having a paddle, if Ozzy is lucky, he might be allowed to eat a little bit of grass that grows kind of through the water. So he just, and the grass up there, is, for some reason, seems to be really delicious. So he loves going up to the pond and having a bit of a drink and a bit of a paddle and a bit of a yawn. But um, when we went up there, uh, there's been a fence, a temporary fence, put all the way around the pond. And Ozzy's like, oh my God, who put a fence around my pond? So <laughs> I was kind of laughing. So um, so again, he was kind of doing that thing that he was doing before with the cattle, which is kind of going in a straight line, but looking towards the pond. And I'm like, oh my God, perfect. That's shoulder in. So I just asked him for a bit more bend in his body. And we did this beautiful shoulder in about a third of the way around this pond. It was kind of magic. So you can definitely take advantage and do that too. So another cool idea that you could do out in a tray ride, um, which we were doing is once we got up in the pond and everything was nice and Ozzy was like, oh, who put that stupid fence there? It was just so nice and warm. I was like, we're just going to take a rest and enjoy the sunshine. So we just stood there for a couple of minutes and kind of just mellowed out and looked at the, the flies and things that were bobbing up in the pond and the neighbors a couple of fields away that were doing something in a tractor and just kind of enjoyed the afternoon really. And when we're ready to go, um, most people's habit, I think, when the horse is stopped, when you want to ask them to go again, you go forwards. I mean, yeah, sure, grand, probably normal. You can also ask your horse to go sideways. You can start off by asking your horse to go backwards, which is something they actually do quite often. And it's actually really good to, <clears throat> to help their balance and to make sure they don't just like plow forward on the forehand from the first step that they take. 
So we were standing still and I was I just asked Ozzy to um to change his balance a little bit while we were still standing still and then to take a couple of soft step or stuff soft steps backwards I should say. So we did that and had a rest and it was just really nice. It's just the goal with backwards isn't that you're pulling on your horse's reins. If you're doing that, something has gone wrong. The goal is that you just change your body position a little bit. You get up, you sit up a little bit taller in the saddle, tip your shoulders backwards just a little bit. So you're just changing your weight and you're thinking backwards and your horse should be able to feel all of these changes. And um, and yes, yeah, so it was really good. So we did that and we had a rest again because, you know, it's a lazy afternoon. You got to have a couple of rests, right? Um, and then we picked up the reins again again i began by asking him to do a couple of steps backwards and then we just moved into a rollback which is where the front legs do 180 degrees around the back legs and then we just walked off that was really cool and um and then the fifth thing that you can do on a trail ride which we were working on so now we're just kind of toddling through the field and um just kind of enjoying being out and about and i spotted in the distance i spotted a track in the field another track from a quad bike or something and so I was like, oh, cool, what do we do? So instead of just walking straight over to it, I thought, let's leg yield over to it. So we did this beautiful leg yield over to it with Ozzy. And then we got to the track. And so then we just were walking along straight along the track. And then I asked Ozzy to, to get a little bit of bend in his body going the other way. And then we leg yield away from the track and left the track. And we're then leg yielding out across the field again. And then I kept the bend in Ozzy's body but then I changed the plan and asked Ozzy to half pass back to the track again, which was really cool. You could, you could have so many different variations of that. So if you have got a track where there is room on either side of it, so maybe just a track through a field or a wide track somewhere, and that you can do a bit on the track, but then you can kind of go sideways away from the track in some way and sideways back onto the track and sideways the other side. So cool. Um, okay, so another thing that we were doing uh, after we had done a couple of leg yields and half passes was some more trots so it was just so nice up out there I was like okay Ozzy let's do some really nice circles and figures of eights looking for a little bend looking for a little collection looking for the inside hind to step under and it was just it was magic like Ozzy's just the coolest horse um, and then after that once we'd done a little bit of trotting around it was time just to relax so loose rein um, just walking around the fields and just, you know, enjoying being out and about in the sunshine, um, hearing the birds. And um, it was just really, really nice. And then the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, the eighth thing that we were doing during all of the exercises that I've already mentioned, which weren't really exercises, they were just random things we were doing on a trail ride. Myself and Ozzy, we were out and about on our own. Okay, there was no one else with us. And Matilda, my lovely horse, was back in the paddock and I was actually training her because she's she's a tiny little bit herd bound now it's it's it was a lot worse she's got so much better um, and so the whole time we were out and about and we were far away and we're over on the right and we're over the left and we're over the cattle and we're over the pond and we're all you know all these different places and for the whole time Matilda was in the paddock with her head down eating grass didn't care where Ozzy was which is exactly what I want for when I'm working with her on her own, for when I'm riding her on her own. I want her to be really happy that when Ozzy disappears somewhere, that she's fine. You know, and this didn't happen overnight. And I know Herd Bound 
issues are, you know, really, really serious issues with horses. But doing something like Trailbrave, um, trailbrave.com, something like that. Because that's exactly what I did with Ozzy and Matilda. And you, you literally build it up one step at a time and you expand their comfort zone slowly until you can get to a stage like this where Ozzy just doesn't care anymore. <laughs> and he'll go anywhere on his own. And Matilda is getting so much better as well. And she's fine when Ozzy disappears for a while, for a while as well. So that's really good. And then number nine, the ninth thing you can do on a trail ride, which we were working on during all the exercises, was just building Ozzy's confidence. Um, you know, every time I take him out on his own, um, no matter what we're doing, where we're going, and um, what the weather is like, what things are in the distance, where the cattle are, all that kind of stuff, it's just building his confidence. So, um, so yeah, so that's my nine tips, nine ideas <laughs> that you can go off and, and do on a trail ride. Okay, so you don't need an arena to school your horse or anything like that all you need is literally what is in between your two ears so um i wanted to also today give a shout out to a couple of people in our facebook group because i'm actually just right on facebook now and we've had some amazing success stories so one is um from a lady called doris who has a horse called chester who's been really good um, and sending us in updates every couple of weeks and how she's getting on with chester so she said he's, she said okay he wasn't perfect that's her horse chester but i would never have attempted this one year ago chester and i accompanied a small group of women to a two night overnight camping riding excursions an hour and a half out into the country multiple bridges like Doris went over 15 bridges and she's some amazing photos as well posted to the group. One of the bridges was 50 feet high over a river. She went through two river crossings, loads of bending through trees and climbing muddy embankments and, and bridges and yeah, trails and rivers. And she said Chester didn't even bat an eye. <laughs> she said she's exhausted, but she's elated. It's just it's the coolest thing in the world. And I can definitely say from watching Doris's progress over the last probably over a year now maybe two years um she has just done so much incredible work with chester just taking you know the slow step-by-step -step process putting in all the foundations that a lot of people just skip over and then wonder why they have like a spooky herd-bound unconfident horse she's gone back done all the foundations really built that partnership and now like the proof is in the pudding she's doing these amazing camping trips <laughs> you know group camping trips and overnight camping and going over like this scenery is just amazing in these pictures so i just think that's that's really wonderful and then there's another post here from a lady called daniela who i wanted to share who was doing some liberty work with her horse so she was doing the dancing at liberty with her horse and her horse while she was doing it um i think her dog her dog was following her but the horse was like no no no, dog you gotta go away i'm here doing like liberty stuff with my human and so um the horse really wanted just to continue on didn't want the dog to interrupt and then i think a pony came up later and the same thing the horse is like no no, no go away pony i'm i'm doing something here <laughs> we're working so it's really cool that the horse is enjoying it so much that um that uh, yeah he just wanted to keep doing it and then actually there's one other post that I wanted to share one other update from from one of our communities so this is a lady called Mandy who has a horse called Sweet Pea and there's some really cool pictures here so Mandy said yesterday in the group she said that her horse Sweet Pea and I have come so far together in just nine months of riding together we were able to go to a four-day travel show only their second show ever and have a great time 
Um, we were doing walk trot pulls because I'm in no hurry to push us, but it was amazing considering that everything would spook her and sent her rearing or doing a 180, 180 degree turn to run away just over a year ago. She is so she has shown so much growth from incorporating the knowledge gained from your programs. We were able to go to this unfamiliar arena, be in a ring with so many more horses. And I'm looking at the pictures here. It looks like kind of a really, actually really nice sand kind of show jumping arena that she's in. And she said, we're able to go to this unfamiliar arena, be in a ring with so many more horses than we've ever been with before, doing with everyone doing different things. I mean, that's a lot for a horse to cope with. Walk around uh, both in hand and under the saddle with all these different things and peoples and sounds. And when her horse did get scared, it was only shown by a sidestep or a few sidesteps that were then easily settled back down. And we just continued right on. It's just so phenomenal to be where we are and see Sweet Pea growing so much in her own confidence as well as her trust in me. Can't wait to see where our future continues to grow, but we'll be patient with our progress to do things the right way. It's amazing. It's so cool. And I love reading these updates. So if you're listening and you, you have something like an update that you want to share, something that you've achieved with your horse from, you know, listening to the horse, from being patient, from like breaking one difficult, large challenge down into like a hundred small little steps that are much more easy to to um, to achieve. Definitely, please, you know, come and in, jump into our Facebook group, you know, share your updates and you're going to get so much support and so much um yeah, just there's so many amazing people in the group that will that will just cheer you on and be there for you and support you any way possible. So that's it for today. I am just going to relax, I think, for the evening. And um, yeah, really happy with both, with both Ozzy and Matilda today. And hopefully you're having a, a lovely day as well with your horses. Thanks very much for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to discover more about my work and approach with horses, or you're interested in improving your pole work, your liberty work or lateral work, you can find out more about me and check out our range of online courses at greyponyfilms.com. 